the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Any questions? Please bring them on. We'll be starting some new media projects soon. More on that soon. Um, so, don't be shy, I think is the number one thing that I'll always say. Um, I think there's a lot going on at this point in time. And uh, I think there's a lot of things for us to ch- chat about. Um, there's a fantastic article if you want to like understand how my mind works, the things that I find fantastic and wonderful and surprising. If you Google 36 questions to fall in love with... The author of an essay basically uh, said that when you're attracted to someone, you say you're into them and you're feeling it. Spontaneity is key. One partner is expected to initiate sex and marriage proposals when the feeling's right. Um, It's a pretty great New York Times column called Modern Love where there was a study done. If you put two strangers together and have them ask a series of questions that ramp up more and more intimacy... Um, it's it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it shows you that like you could basically fall in love with anyone. Um, and you know, one of the questions was, for instance, share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. And you suddenly you're like, I'm feeling close to that person. Um, so can strangers fall in love with 36 questions? And I think when you start thinking like that way, you start getting the concept of investing may not be what you think it is, because love isn't what you think it is. For instance, love is, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want to have as a dinner guest? That's a perfect first date question, right? And for those of you who are single, I'm giving you you know a cheat sheet of 36 questions to ask to make that person fall in love with you. Um, you know, would you like to become famous and why? And, you know, I think, for instance, my answer to that one is, what do I want to become famous? I don't want to become famous. I want to be known for my work. Um, But I can tell you as a guy who does radio and television, and I do television one, two, three, four times a day, 
Um, I get recognized by it because sometimes people are in bed making whoopee and they look up and there I am. And they're like, ooh, quick, turn it off. <laughs> His head is gigantically large for a human being. Um, so yeah, I'm on the 10 o'clock news, the 8 o'clock news. Like, I'm, I'm everywhere. It's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of me and I'm ready to move past it. Uh, but I would like to be known for my work. And, you know, every now and then, you know, there's a girl in the coffee room today named Julia. She cares. A couple of weeks ago, you gave advice about how your dad used to reward you financially for reading and uh, for doing things like how many trees could you pick out today. And, you know, I'd go around the city and I'd write down, you know, what the street was and what tree was on it. And uh, my dad was pushing me to learn, which, you know, I think it's, it is what it is. Um, another intimate question you can ask your loved one is, or potential loved one, stranger, what would constitute a perfect day for you? And like, everyone's going to have like a, a romantic tie towards that. And then you marry that person, you have a couple babies, and suddenly you're on the couch drinking yourself into a frenzy, just so you can kill the pain of not actually having that perfect day ever again, where you sat on Chrissy Field with a blue blanket and had some champagne. Name three things that you and your partner appear to have in common. That's Good question. Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. This is where you hit like all the highlights. I was, you know, born into a, uh, my dad was a military man and, you know, we went overseas and we were in Turkey and Germany and Japan and Greece and we traveled the world, if you call Virginia the world, and uh, I got to meet a lot of unique people and, uh, you know, second grade, my best friend didn't speak any English. That was kind of a worldly experience and, you kind of leave out the dark parts, right? So your partner starts to fall in love with you. But round two questions get a lot more intimate. What does friendship mean to you? What roles do love and affection play in your life? Um, how close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? And it's, you know, set three questions, the final, you know, uh, 12. You say, complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share blank. Um, when was the last time you cried in front of another person or by yourself? Uh, what is too serious, if anything, to be joked about? And you can tell that I'm not in love because I think everything could be joked about. Um, of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing? I don't find death disturbing. Like, see, this is where you could start seeing that I don't have intimacy and I don't have... And this is why I'm a good investor, because I don't get emotional. Um, so when my dad died, it was to me, you know, I felt bad for my mother, not for him. And I felt, you know, like he had taught me a lot of great and a lot of bad and some of the bad you just don't want to ever do. If you have kids, for instance, go to their friggin' fragging soccer games. If you have kids, you know, pay attention to them. They're not accessories. Um, if your house containing everything you own catches fire, after saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item, what would it be and why? Now, this is funny because that question <clears throat> was one that my first wife was interacting with another person. And uh, he was French and he was from Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy. He was old enough to be her dad and uh, we lived in a flat in San Francisco and she just happened to leave her laptop on one night and I have insomnia so I'm out on the patio trying to cool down because I tend to heat up at night and I like to cool down and I saw on the computer like what three things would you grab if there was a fire <laughs> I'm like that's kind of interesting let's see what that's about and sure enough it was 
her interacting with a guy who was promising to take her to buy, which sucked. Um, but of the three things she would catch, grabbing a fire, one was like an Ed Carolyn Poe book. One was, um, I don't know, oh, her phone says she can call him. And one was something stupid. You know, like my my wallet so I can pay for things. And uh, I asked her the next day, I said, if there's a fire, could you at least wake me up? You don't have to grab me, but could you at least wake me up? And we went through a divorce mediator, and we were separated essentially a month later, and six months later we were divorced. So, uh, so sometimes intimate questions with inappropriate people are not a good thing. Uh, just throwing that out there for you. Just throwing that out there so that when you take these 36 questions, you're not trying to make a total stranger fall in love with you if you have a spouse or a loved one on the other side of it, uh, if you know what I'm saying. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, I bring that story up. Um, obviously, you know, one of the best pieces of advice, is, advice listen to me, advice is, you can ever get is how can you be rich and the way to be rich is same house same spouse same car uh, I always drive cars that are beneath me and I've always said like when I turn 50 I'm going to get a Tesla and what's kind of funny about that now is Teslas when they first came out they were kind of cool because no one had one and now I want a Bugatti <laughs> like I've, I've changed my game I've changed my price point um, and if I can get that sound on my car on my brand new car come on down um i would love it so same house same spouse same car that's how you get wealthy and uh anyway google new york times column 36 questions to fall in love i think you'll be amazed like there's not a lot of love in love there's just a science of knowing what to ask same thing with investing there's not a lot of like smarts in it there's just a, a way to play the game so that you can get wealthy over time I'm online at robblackshow.com, Rob Black Show. I've got a big seminar coming up in Burlingame. You can sign in for free using code RADIO25. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So do sunsets happen later during the summer or not? Sunsets actually don't happen later during the summer. June 21 is one of the longest days of the year at least when it comes to northern daylight hours. That's a good thing for people living in the U.S. We all enjoy a little more light, and I always feel a little bit better with some vitamin D on my skin, right? Um, our morning and evening commutes have more light. You get some after-work playtime with the children. Children? <clears throat> I miss Chef on South Park. 
Um, you get summer vacations. But there's a popular misconception that summer days give more light, and it's not true. Um, the opposite happens. After the summer solstice, days start fading from the morning and evening, beginning the northern slog towards the cold depths of winter darkness. Um, winter kind of consumes fall, and then spring kind of breaks the ice of winter. And then all those spring flowers, which are lovely summer, scorches them and breaks into fall. The seasons long for each other. And I bring this up in large part because there's a lot of just misconceptions. The Earth orbits the Sun once every 365 days and 6 hours. Our planet also rotates once per day around a tilted axis. That tilt, which is currently 23.5 degrees, battles different parts of the world um, with light, uh, with you know different intensities of light. Planet's rotation, meanwhile, keeps the heating even in theory, um, unless you believe in climate change. And I do believe in climate change, or I believe in any change in climate. So the summer solstice occurs when the sunlight reaches its maximum extent. So every day after that in the summer marks shorter days. Um, so as you think daylight lasts longer in summer, it's actually a little bit different. The spots on Earth that get its maximum amount of sunlight form what's called the Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn. Which one is the Tropic of Cancer? That's the northern one, right? Tropic of Capricorn. Like I feel like I would have done well on Jeopardy. Um, <laughs> With Sean Connery, not Sean Connery, uh, the Saturday Night Live skit where Sean Connery, being played by, I think by Will Ferrell, uh, maybe not, but maybe, and the, the, the topic is therapist, and he goes, Alex, I'll take the rapist. <laughs> so every time I see a therapist, I bring that up, and they always look at me, Daryl Hammond, and they always look at me like, something is terribly, terribly wrong with you. Anyway, I think I would have done well on Jeopardy. Maybe next time we have a tickets to give away, we'll do a little stock market Jeopardy. Um, <clears throat> why sunsets seem long seem later in summer? So if sunrises happen later and sunsets happen sooner, summer wears on. Why can't it seem like the days are still growing longer? A lot of little factors there um, on sun graphs down to the minute. Um, you can take a look at it. So technically. Uh, for a few days of the summer solstice, a sunset can happen a slightly later time, depending on where you live. Um, because, you know, daylight on Earth, a day is different on Earth when it comes to less than actually 24 hours, um, as far as sunrise, sunset. And um, a lot of people don't factor in the tilt and what that has to do with it. So, anyway. Um, yeah, so even sunsets and sunrises can be argued on how much sun we're getting and or not. So, do you think evaluation on Bank of America can be changed? I think it can. The big banks are getting a big boost. Federal Reserve basically gave them approvals that you're, you look sound. And you should do some more buybacks and dividend increases if you want to. And the banks did. Uh, they announced after the close yesterday just massive numbers. Bank of America... Dividend, 24% increase. Buybacks, 55%. Total year-over-year year increase. J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Capital One. These are all good names. And they're all names that should be considered. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned. Um, <clears throat> BB&T. Um, you could look at an ETF, an exchange-traded fund. Uh, if you believe we are still going to creep interest rates higher over the coming years, uh, I have no problems with considering owning banking stocks. Uh, if you want to test my theory on banking, and do not do this, 
consult an attorney before doing this, but go into a bank drunk one day and say, I'd like to get a $600,000 loan for a house, or I'd like to get a credit card, and you fill in the answers that you have no income, you've got no assets, you don't have a job, um, and that you like to drink a lot, and that you hate your liver, and you're doing everything you can to dispose of it. Now, I get hating a gallbladder. Gallbladders are nasty, evil little things. I don't like dolphins either. But your liver, you got to like liver. You don't have to eat it, but you got to like it. I hate you, Flipper. I hate you and everything about you. I, I hate your little, cute little bottle cap nose. I hate it. Okay, Dolphin, I love you. You just didn't treat me the way I wanted to be treated. So I went on to a sealfish. So a lot of people look forward to owning a home, and they consider it a rite of passage. Even if you've considered home ownership from every angle, you ask yourself the important questions, you weigh the pros and cons, you still should look at renting before buying just to see. Home ownership used to be a no-brainer. Adjusting for inflation, home prices were about 33% lower 40 years ago than they are today. So you adjust for inflation, which means it's kind of an apples-on-apples kind of a comparison. And... You know, rental prices are staying steady with inflation. Uh, from 2013 to 2017, the national median rent went up about $200. National median. From 2016 to 2017, it actually dipped about 60 bucks. Still a better deal to buy. The economic benefits have narrowed, though, in some places for some households. The decision to rent or buy may be, quote-unquote, too close to call. There's a lot of calculators out there. Bankrate and Realtor.com have, have two. Um... Rent versus buy calculator. You can Google it and then, you know, type in the word bank rate or type in realtor. Did I ever tell you the first time I got called out? And this is funny because I got called out on it recently again. That I, Some total stranger emailed me and I Googled their name. And, uh, you know, I said, hey, I looked you up on Google. Uh, you're an attractive man or you're an attractive woman. Well, I'm not going to tell you which one it was, but let's just assume it wasn't terribly appreciated that I Googled them. Um... I know. There's a lot to love about renting a place to call home, especially being able to make maintenance and upkeep the landlord's responsibility. Um, I just got from one of my rental properties just an estimate, like, hey, your, your back patio is some of the wood's rotting, some of the handle rails are not doing great, and the screen's not in the best condition. And if that's not in the best condition, the, the renter is going to come, like, like, go to the kitchen and like, pee in your sink versus pee in the toilet. So you got to have to throw some money into it. And <laughs> you're saying, what's that all about? I'm not going to bring it up again. I just want to throw it out there once and leave it kind of hanging. Big event coming up in Burlingame. I'd love to see you out there. Um, retirement income strategies and planning, plus bonus sessions. Bonus sessions for self-employed and contract professionals. Creating your own employee benefits, self-employed retirement plans, tax-saving strategies for LLCs and S-Corps. You can sign up for the event in Burlingame. It's on July 13th from 11 to 1, plus that bonus session, by going to Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com, and use Radio 25 as your code to get in for free.
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. A friend of mine and I, gosh, my grammar is so bad today. You know when you're tired, your grammar just gets even worse. Say what? I like the way uh, you say that. It is cute. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> a friend of mine and I sat down. And started to talk, and and the, you know, at the end of the conversation, um, she said that you know that was the best financial advice I've ever gotten. And she's one of those people that goes to, you know, um, seminars on self-help and stuff like that. So she's always trying to get like advice on life. And you know, for me to give a woman advice, you have to understand that. I say things that are ridiculous, and sometimes that comes across as, that's not cool. But the phrase, same house, same spouse, same car, um, it's pretty solid advice. Most people live paycheck to paycheck, and what does it take to become financially free? What does it take to become financially successful when you're living paycheck to paycheck? Same house, same spouse, same car. If you're living paycheck to paycheck at the end of your working life, which you will run out of batteries around age 60, you literally have nothing to show for all your hard work except a small amount of equity in your home and your Social Security benefits. Um, As a result, most people are forced to sell their home and survive on Social Security benefits when they can no longer work, and typically they live in a trailer, and they eat yummy, delicious cat food. I could eat the cat food the hard kind. I don't think I could do the soft I think that's when I choose a a way to end things. Which more and more Californians have now started doing now that uh, it's legal. So the worst part, like I said about paycheck to paycheck, is that you never accumulate what, you know, is going to take care of you from age 60 to 90. People have a tendency to spend exactly what they make, and that's that's our biggest flaw. Uh, People tend to increase their standard of living as their income goes up. They buy bigger homes, bigger mortgages, bigger utility bills, higher maintenance costs, higher real estate taxes. They buy more expensive cars. They go on more expensive vacations. They go out to restaurants more. They buy new furniture, even though the old furniture was fine. It's called lifestyle creep. I look back at my and I look back fondly at my twenties, and uh, I made some mistakes for sure. But I remember uh, one college girlfriend and I, uh, we just took road trips. And the idea of doing a road trip now for a romantic vacation is pretty scary. Um, The idea of a road trip for kids, not bad. But, you know, the lifestyle creep came up. You know, the girlfriend turns into a wife. The wife says, you know, "Hmm, I think we've been on enough road trips. Let's fly somewhere nice. And you're like, okay, whatever. Will you be happy? That's all I want. Um, but same house, same spouse, same car. 
pretty good advice. Pursue a dream if you want to get rich. Pursuing a dream comes with enormous risks, enormous sacrifices. Very few are willing to take those and make those sacrifices. Uh, that's why you have to, you know, pursue something big. If I wanted to be, have a dream of playing in the NHL, I better learn how to skate. And then I better skate for a lot of hours. Especially at my age, I'm, I'm a little bit behind the curve. If I want to have a dream about getting wealthy, I, I better learn to save money and invest wisely. Um, not aggressively. You want to live below your means is what this all means. Given enough time, you're going to save money. And given saving money and in investments, your wise investments can make you financially independent or downright wealthy. 83% of self-made millionaires chose live beneath your dreams. Uh, live beneath your means. They bought a modest house. They lived in it for the rest of their lives. They purchased good used cars. They ate at home, not in restaurants. They went to Goodwill stores to buy some clothes. They were frugal with their money. Buying Goodwill in Palo Alto, it's not bad. Um, it's not bad. Um, you know, everyone could do live beneath your means, but very few people want to. So because you have to sacrifice something. Um, I think you have to automate your savings. I think you direct part of your paycheck into savings accounts, retirement plans, or investments. And then the heavy lifting is already done. Another way to get rich is to get lucky in real estate and time it correctly. Uh, when everyone is selling, you want to be buying. So think of it this way. When Rome was burning, you probably got some pretty good real estate in Italy. When there's hills in Oakland burning or an earthquake in San Francisco... Uh, you probably get some pretty good deals. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, talk a little real estate, see uh, if he can't in- give us some insight into the whole real estate world, because that's something I don't talk about personally all that much on this show. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, com. When a professional tells you, I don't know, I've never done that, you should you know, find something that has, can help you. But some people will turn to experts and Buddhas, like Robert Kiyosaki, well, it probably gives the worst money advice on the planet. People go around and they wait for somebody to tell them what they want to hear. Exactly, it's the same thing in the mortgage business. Um, you can continue going in real estate, especially. You can continue interviewing somebody until they tell you what they want, what they, what you want to hear. What do you think about the Lobot story? I, I don't think I'm going to buy a hammer because a robot's telling me to buy a hammer. I think they should call it a Hellobot, not a Lobot. Well, that's a job that's going away. Um, in, in my, I'm not worried in my industry. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. Um, I think anybody who does a transaction, um, an automated mortgage transaction, I think is crazy. Um, you're not getting that personal assistance, the personal advice. You're not getting the options. You're not, I mean, you may not be getting the best rate. Who knows? Uh, you don't know that until you talk to somebody. My computer is the best on earth. Computers used to be as big as this room, which is crazy. My father was in charge of uh, bringing computers into the United States Army. And, uh, oh, I know, the old mainframes. So, And we went from mainframes away from mainframes to desktops. Now we're moving away from desktops to the cloud, kind of back to mainframes. But mainframes you can't see, So, uh, which is what it is. So you have any secrets to get into mortgage these days? Patience, probably. Patience. Start early. Um, you know, when you're thinking about buying a house, you got to get serious about it. Uh, I mean, it sounds 
simple or too simple, but start a budget, uh, start putting money away. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't never say, uh, Rob Peter and PayPal, meaning don't put money in your 401k because you want to buy a house because you can always take money out of your 401k if you had to. Um, I'd start working on your debt, working on your credit. Uh, a lot of millennials are carrying a large amount of debt and lower credit scores. Uh, those high student loans are something that, um, you know, that's a kind of a good debt. It's a really low payment, uh, and that's really what the lender's looking for. So if it's a manageable payment, you know, maybe concentrate on something that has higher interest rate um, or some sort of, um, you know, credit issue that you may have had. Understand how lending works. Understand how, like, the two years works. When I got my first house, I said, two years, I'm going to quit my job, and then, um, and buy a house. And I, we did that and we were able to be flexible afterwards. Um, so understand how lending works and, and not be, don't feel like you are, to, don't feel intimidated about the process and work with somebody that you trust. Anyway, that's Tony Mendez. You can find him at bayarealonesource.com. That's bayarealonesource.com. One in five workers are not contributing enough to get the full match from their employer. That's crazy. Um, especially since we're not saving enough for retirement and you can, you're leaving free money on the table. And if there was a sign that said free money, you'd be like, I'll, I'll walk into that place. I'll see what that's all about. But in this case, not so much. Young workers and those with lower salaries are more apt to miss that free money because it's a match. We'll give you 3% of your salary if you put 3% in to a savings account. And, uh, well, it is what it is. Oil prices rose to a two-week high, uh, extending a rally into the sixth straight session. Really interesting the way oil's been acting recently. It goes from really sad and depressed to really quite exciting. Um, Warren Buffett once had a saying about uh, Mr. Market is super, you know, emotional. And uh, it makes it very, very difficult for individuals because there's mania tied towards emotions. So the mania of Mr. Market, it's the whole big... Actually, it was Benjamin Graham, Buffett's mentor, who conceptualized the idea of the market as an individual, uh, as a a person, and called it Mr. Market. So very moody. On some days, he's quite euphoric, and others... You know, where he's going to charge you a high price for everything. On other days, it gets quite depressing. He's going to quote you lowness, value, cheaper prices. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. A company called Blue Apron came public today. And it's interesting to, you know, note, you've probably seen the commercials, probably on Facebook or something, right? Um, And you get the idea, someone goes into work that night before the day and they chop up vegetables and put together some chicken and uh, they get, you know, one ounce of ground pepper for you. Um, They do everything perfect for you. I don't even know how much an ounce of ground pepper is. (laughs) Is that a lot or a little? I'm guessing it's a lot because I'm guessing a dash is cover more than that for a while. Um... But Blue Apron got Amazon. Amazon founder and Jeff, CEO Jeff Bezos uh, seized up his next prey. You know, sorry, Blue Apron, you got Amazon. Just two weeks ago, the meal prep delivery started. It looked like it would coast through the IPO roadshow. Had a juicy valuation of about $3 billion. Um, then the deal happy retail juggernaut Amazon bought uh, Whole Foods. So terrible timing for Blue Apron. So if you're Safeway or if you're... Walmart, or if you're Target, if you're a company that does, you know, food, uh, you may want to consider buying Blue Apron, because Blue Apron just went on sale at you know, a market valuation of about $2 billion instead of $4 billion. Um, and I bring that up in large part because that's what Amazon did. They picked up Whole Foods after Whole Foods fell 50%. Um, and the idea of me going to the grocery store, I still like it. I still like it. I'm not, uh, that much of a jerk. Like, I can't get off, I can't get off my seat. I'm stuck on the couch. Bring the food to me, Amazon. Chew it up and put it in my mouth. But there's something called being Amazon now. Uh, ten years ago, ten years ago, um, we gave birth to not a baby, no, 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 the iPhone, and things have changed a lot. Back then, you had BlackBerry, you had Palm, you had Windows Mobile smartphones. They ruled the market with QWERTY keyboards and you know a stylus. And then Apple started selling the iPhone that was touchscreen, multi-touch. Consumers finally got a taste of a user, fa- u- a user interface that was kind of all that in a bucket of chicken. Speak about Blue Apron and chicken. Uh, even though it lacked some of the features of other smartphones, like faster 3G data speeds, the iPhone quickly became the must-have, must-have, must-have. And the first one was awful. The original iPhone was a 3.5-inch display. It had 480 by 320 pixel resolution. Today, the iPhone 7 has 1920 by 1080. It's like moving from, you know, a bad VCR to full HD. 
the iPhone back then wasn't using the latest wireless technology. It ran on AT&T's slow edge network. Uh, its Safari browser was unlike anything you had ever seen before. Loading websites that looked the same as they did on a computer screen was a huge deal. Sometimes it took a whole minute to load a full site, and you'd wait. It was acceptable. <laughs> the keyboard was a first of its kind, unbelievably easy to type on it, particularly surprising given how many smartphone users were used to typing on hardware keyboards offered by BlackBerry and Palm at the time. The entry-level iPhone shipped with just 4 gigabytes of storage. That option was discontinued soon after launch. That's smaller than some applications in the iTunes App Store. Today, users can equip their iPhones with 250 gigabytes of storage. So it had Google Maps, which before the iPhone launch, um, you know, standalone GPS units were still very extremely popular. I remember getting people GPS units for Christmas. You know, a family member... Uh, female in her 60s and you're like she always gets lost or you know she has to get online and print maps from MapQuest and suddenly here you were able to do it on the iPhone it's pretty cool pretty cool first iPhone also didn't have immediate access to an app store you had email you had a browser you had a music player and a few other apps which were plenty advanced for the time um you didn't have a fingerprint reader, which is now part of the MacBook Pros. You did have a multi-touch display, something that had never been introduced on a mass consumer smartphone before. Soon other smartphones had the same exact technology. Uh, so that was kind of exciting. The original iPhone was only available on singular, one network. Today you can buy an iPhone that supports wireless networks around the world. The original iPhone was priced at $599, and you still had to have that two-year singular contract. Most phones at the time were priced far less. Today, you can buy an iPhone 7 for $649 without any contract at all. So, things have changed. If you get a chance to go to YouTube and uh, punch in you know, the original iPhone, or 10-year-old iPhone, and you'll get a kick out of it, because it, it doesn't look like a shoebox. But it certainly has uh, changed its stylings and feel in the past few years. How often should you check your stocks? Um, maybe monthly. Uh, it depends on where you are, how close you are to retirement. How Was it meant to be a trade or an investment? Would you buy more of its low, or would you buy less and sell it? You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. got a big retirement income strategies and estate planning, plus a bonus session, first bonus session ever. You can learn more about the event coming up July 13th in Burlingame by going to Rob Black Show and use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. It's a lunch event, so that's kind of cool. Planning for retirement can be complicated. There's lots to consider. But by narrowing your focus to a few key issues, you can maximize your retirement income and give yourself a much better chance of enjoying a comfortable retirement. I'm Rob Black, and on July 13th, I'll be in Burlingame for a special lunchtime event with CFP Chad Burton and attorney Michelle Lerman. We'll be discussing retirement income strategies and estate planning updates that you can use to get the most of your retirement nest egg. We'll cover passive versus active portfolio management, transitioning your portfolio from the accumulation phase to the income phase, which accounts to draw from first, measuring risk, estate planning tips for 2017, and more. That's Thursday, July 13th at the Doubletree in Burlingame. The event runs from 11 to 1 and includes lunch. And if you can stick around, we've also got a breakout bonus session where we'll give some retirement tips for the self-employed. 
Go to robblackshow.com for the details and to register. Cost is $25, and we'll waive that fee for KDOW listeners. Just use promo code RADIO25 when you register at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com, promo code RADIO25. Hope to see you there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.